Welcome to episode 11 of the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast, teaching teens and young adults important life skills and habits so they are better educated to do with life and never have to say the phrase, I wish I knew that when I was a young adult. I'm your host, Christian Adlita, and today we're going to be discussing budgeting. Just to let you know, before we start off this episode, this is the second episode in a three-part series. It is best if you listen to this episode for the most context. You can still listen to this episode without this context. But if you want the most context and to better understand how this episode plays a part, if you listen to it in this order. Listening to episode 10, the big bad B word, budgeting, is the first episode in this three-part series. As we've discussed before, this is episode 2. The second part in this series, episode 11, money as an energy and as an employee. That is the second episode in this three-part series. And the third episode, which will be coming out next week, is episode 12, Breaking Down Budgeting. If you listen to that in order, you will get the most context out of this episode. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode called Money as an Energy and an Employee. I think when we come to budgeting, there's all sorts of different benefits to budgeting. I think one of them is being able to see where all your money at is at and making sure that like noticing that there are ways that money slips out. What do you think some other benefits of having like control and having a plan for your money? Um, well, I think you got to really think about what money is. Money isn't really a physical thing. I think when you're, when you first are little, um, you, you tend to associate money with being physical because your parents give you a quarter or they give you a dollar, you know, and you hold on to that dollar and you're able to go give that dollar to somebody else and then they give you something physical in return. So mm-hmm. I think when you're a young child, it's a lot more physical. And as you get older, it starts to become more of a, a virtual concept, a energy concept. I like to think of money as an energy. It's, it's very similar to water mm-hmm. or electricity where when you get it, it's an energy, and it's if it sits still, it starts to decay. And what I mean by that is, let's say if I give you $1,000 right now, and you put it in a bank account and do nothing with it, um, and there's no interest on that, then that money is basically losing value because every year, money is becoming less valuable through mm-hmm. depreciation. So that's why I say it's an energy, and it's it's an energy that's like a you know battery. It depletes if you don't use it or are not constantly moving it around or investing in it or it has a life of its own. And I think as you get older, you begin to realize that. And what that means is, is that that energy becomes like sort of a lifeblood of your financial life and how that um, affects your real life. And by if you just ignored that, it would be very chaotic on your ability to be effective in things you wanted to do. Let's say any anything that requires any significant savings requires a budget, mm-hmm. you know, or you, because even if you have, even if the only thing you budgeted per month was your savings, you're still sort of doing a budget. You're still yeah. sort of saying, okay, I have three categories. I have this savings goal, this savings goal, and then everything else is discretionary. That's still a budget in its really base form. Now, I recommend, like I said, the zero dollar budget where you go through and you give a name to every single dollar in your budget, but technically you are budgeting. And that's where why it's important is because without telling money what to do, money kind of just depletes and it kind of disappears. And anybody that has significant wealth, um, for the most part, people that have 
made a lot of money and that are good stewards a lot of money um, consistently have a way of knowing how much money they have, where that money needs to go, how much money they need to have in their bank account and where it needs to go. And that's what budget really allows you to do is that effectiveness and it gives money purpose. It gives the energy mm. of money purpose in your life. And I think it was really summed up well um, the way I heard it is like giving money a job. Because yes, if, if it sits there, it doesn't have anything to do. It's not working for you in any way. But if you give it a job, it has something to do and it's working towards something and you know what that dollar is doing. Absolutely. It's like employees. They're like, right, that's like, just like a job, like you're saying, a dollar, every dollar is an employee and you want to put it to work. And I mean, that's a great analogy for it. It's like you said, a job. So it's like all your employees are dollars and you want to assign those employees to give you the best ma uh, benefit out of it. Like mm -hmm. I want that car payment paid off. My $200 are my employees that are going to go pay that payment and ensure that I'm able to keep my car this month. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think one of the things when it comes to budgeting is that there's a lot of ways that you can do it. One of the programs that we use is called YNAB. You can find that it's um, called You Need a Budget. The uh, acronym is called YNAB. You can also, Google Sheets actually has a template for setting up a monthly budget that I would definitely suggest looking at. It's exactly like we've talked about how setting up uh, each category. It has some preset categories. All you have to do is changing it. And it's really helpful for going through that some free stuff. Also, piece of paper works. It does. Piece of paper, you know, anybody that's starting out a budget, I always say it's better just to do something than be intimidated by all these things. Mm. And that's where a piece of paper is probably the most effective thing. If you just simply sat down, spent 20 minutes, and wrote down your budget just on a piece of white paper, just wrote how much money you think you're going to make, where you think it needs to go, and then just work towards that without all these tools or anything. I think that's you're really that's like the stepping stone into being able to control your money. Uh, you talked about YNAB. I think one of the things that I love about YNAB is that they have a way of doing budgeting where you're always budgeting your income to the next month. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, is if I receive a dollar this month, I'm not actually receive. I'm not actually going to budget that dollar this month. I'm going to budget it next month, and you have to kind of build up a savings to do that because then you're like, well, what, what, how, what money am I spending this month? Well, the whole point is of this is to build up enough emergency fund, enough cash, so that you have enough money for both this month and next month's money. So you're always living one month behind. Meaning, I'm living this month on last month's money. Mm -hmm. I'm not living this month on this month's money because the problem with that is if I miss a paycheck or my p employer doesn't pay me or something happens, then that means I have no money to fall back on. Now, emergency fund sort of does that. But what's really nice is if you have like a checking account, it's really and, you know, things are you're tightly budgeting. Having a, a one month ahead budget means that your checking account would survive, you know, some things hitting it when those checks like clear, you're not mm -hmm. just going and looking at your account and going, okay, that's how much money I have. Like you want to actually be able to say, okay, I know I just received a thousand dollars, but that's thousand dollars is next month. So what that actually means is you should have at all times about two months worth of money in your checking account where one month is this month's worth of money that actually is using cash from last month. Yeah. It's a little complicated, but I think if you go, you can know Googling on it, you can see some great examples, but I definitely have a recommend. It's one of the techniques that I've used to budget mm -hmm. is always budgeting my I saved up it took me a while to do it when I first the first time I did it was to save up enough money over time to have enough money have two months of cash in my mm -hmm. bank account based on my budget so you know what I did 
when I got transitioned to it is I saved, I basically, I made $1,000 a month. What I did is I saved $100 a month and it took me like 10 months to pile up $2,000. So mm-hmm. that way I had, I could then start budgeting. I always had that money in my account and I was always going, okay, whatever money I make this month, I'm going to budget next month and so forth and so on. And I kind of have now a rolling thing where my bank account is always like one month behind. And that's, it has twice, it has two months worth of income for one month's worth of expenses, basically. It's great cushion. It is a great cushion. And I definitely recommend it. It takes a lot of stress off because it just, something happens and, you know, you need a little bit extra. You have a cushion. You have a month's worth of income as cushion. So let's say you lose your job. And that's the same thing for an emergency fund. Emergency fund does the same exact thing. That's just a way of budgeting that helps your budgets move more fluidly. Mm-hmm. But your emergency fund can also be used similarly, where you're actually saving up six months worth of that cushion. So you're actually, the money you earn today isn't needed for six months is the whole point of an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes down to uh, budgeting, it helps you get an idea on what your cushion is and creating a cushion, which helps relieve some stress around money and managing it. And then you have planning which is setting aside how you're going to do with payments and anything like savings goals. And then you also have uh, recreational uh, things like buying your coffee or movie tickets, stuff like that. That all is like set aside, and it's really just a big plan for your money. So it's not something that you should really be scared of. It's something you should be – I really – I personally get excited when I get to open up my budget. I'm the other 50% that's like super analytical, loves to look at the numbers. I know not a lot of people are like that, but – well, I, it's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I, I enjoy opening up my budget, working through it. It's a little tedious. Um, I use um, YNAB, and then what I do is I actually download the transactions from my bank account and my credit card, and then I load them into YNAB, and then I assign them to categories, and that's how I do my budgeting. Um, and that takes a little bit of time, but I know where my money, where I'm spending my money. Mm-hmm. I know how much money I have to spend. And I know what kind of conversations to be having with your mom, um, your stepmom, about like what we need to be doing with this, that, and the other. And that's what's important to me because I couldn't have that conversation if I wasn't doing that process. Mm-hmm. So if I wasn't actually budgeting my money, I wouldn't have be able to have any factual conversation about direction for our family and our finances. And here's where it's practical. When I go in Best Buy, I love going to Best Buy because I love it's electronics. So you know, like we look at those fancy new UHD TV, LED TVs, mm. you know, and you're like, oh, I'd love to buy one. Well, I have no way if I didn't budget, I'd have no way to know if I could buy one of them or not. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to buy one, I could, you know, set aside some money every month and then be able to purchase one eventually. So to me, budgeting has been for someone who is very, I'm an eldest child. So for me, as an eldest child, I feel a lot of burden of responsibility for all my life. And to me, I found that budgeting for me was actually because every dollar was assigned and everything was accounted for, it gave me a lot more freedom with my money. Mm-hmm. Because then once I had accounted for everything and the, the, my budget said that there was extra money, that extra money, I felt a freedom to actually go spend that money um, on whatever I wanted to. And so it was more fun and enjoyable for me to go out and spend money when I had that money set aside as spending money. And I think that there's also a great story that I have that illustrates that at point of that having your having your your boundaries kind of set on what your where your money is that helps you have more enjoyable freedom. Uh, so there was a preschool that would have their recess, uh, their 
it was called a playset. Yeah, they had that outside next to a high road, really fast highway. So what they'd had to do is a lot of the kids would stay really close to the school. They wouldn't go out to go play on the place on the swings and everything because it was so close to the road. But when they got a fence in there, and when they set boundaries, it allowed them to have more room to enjoy more of the the playset and the swings and everything to run around and have fun when those boundaries were clear. And I want to point out another thing that you said earlier is that you do all of your budgeting for the month on one day of the month, right? Um, well, I guess it just depends on how many transactions and how you're dealing with it. Um, so there's a little bit of a story there. Um, I'll, I'll hope take a second and tell you my story a little bit more. So when I, when I was a teenager, um, and I was even your age at 16, I used to take my checking account and I would use Quicken and I would download all my transactions and then I would load them into Quicken and then I would assign them categories. So I knew where all my money was being spent. This is very key because from when I was 16 years old and until I was my mid, my early 30s, I was very religious with my money about downloading all my transactions and I would go in and assign categories. Every single dollar we spent out of the checking account was always assigned. And I, I did, like I said, I did that for about 15 years. Um, and what was interesting about that um, was that it was really great because I knew where I was spending my money, but the piece I was missing, and this is why I say total Dave's Dave Ramsey's total money makeover was revolutionary for me, was it it filled in a missing piece of the puzzle, which was it's not just about assigning the money where it's where you've spent it; it's about telling the money where you want to go future. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a budget sort of bridges the gap of what you've spent to the future, which is where you want to spend it. Mm -hmm. And that was revolutionary for me because all of a sudden, after these long time of just knowing where my money's going, but not knowing how much money I had or whatever, all of a sudden this whole piece to fit in the puzzle was budgeting. And I need to create categories and I need to say, oh, I'm going to earn $1,000 this month and I need to set aside you know, $100 for my gas and $200 for my car was revolutionary for me because even though I knew where all my money was being spent, I actually had no plan for a very long time about where it should go this month. And and that was very, it was very hard for me because I felt kind of, I mean, it was sort of like groping in the dark, trying to find a way to like save up money, but I didn't know how to save money because mm-hmm. there was no way for me to know how much money I had to save. And I know that seems so silly for someone to go so long, but I mean, I didn't have a lot of training in personal finance when I was growing up. So this was something that I've kind of learned a lot of it by grassroots until until I discovered that, and then I've learned a lot more since then. Um, mm-hmm. But that's you know, kind of how I led to that point. You just listened to episode 11 of the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast, Money as an Energy and an Employee. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode, and if you'd please share with a friend so they really get the idea of budgeting and so that it's better, they can better comprehend it because it is such a big concept and it seems really scary, and this is something that's so important, and it's even better if you share it with friends because you have that shared experience. It's something you can talk about, and I'd like to ask if you'd please rate us on iTunes. It really means a lot, and I'd like, if you want to reach out to us, You can find us at our email, which is 
youngersmarterbetter at gmail.com. If you want to find us on social media, we are on both Instagram and Twitter at the tag at YISB today. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Simplecast. Thank you for listening to this episode, and stay hungry for knowledge.